the college baseball experience, April 21st weekend preview and picks episode on the sports gambling podcast networks brought to you by the SGPN merch store. Use the uh, promo code SGPNBA to get 10% off of everything in the merch store, everything. So get on over there and uh, remember as always folks to let it ride. for going on April 21st. Hopefully you've had a, a wonderful 420 and things are treating you very kind. Uh, but look, we got a, a, just a beautiful lineup of games uh, heading into this weekend uh, as the road to Omaha continues. I cannot wait for our postseason tournament that we get every year. It's one of the Hidden gems and all the sports. If you ask me, if you're wondering just who the hell you're listening to, well, my name is Colby Swigga Database Dan, aka Pick Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick. I smoke and I drink and um, I don't have stress and I'm healthy. He was raised in the land down under, where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists, and lives by his wits. I'm probably drinking too much and celebrating too much and not sleeping. Uh, would have killed a normal man, but nah, now that's gone. The medical advice I got from that was was like being hit by lightning. Pretend it never happened and get on with your life. Mm. <laughs> Pretend it never happened and get it get along with your life. Because look, occasionally we lose a game. Not really. If you ask me, I never lost a game in my life. Whether playing or betting, <laughs> I am joined by my co-host. Give it up for the host, one of the hosts of the MLB Gambling Podcast, which you should be subscribed to. He's also the man behind the scenes on the college basketball experience, the college football experience. Subscribe to those feeds, and remember, you can watch this, folks, on YouTube. YouTube.com/slash the College Experience. Also subscribe to the, make sure you subscribe to the college baseball experience. That's how we get paid folks. Spotify, iTunes, go over there, give us a five-star review, but we are joined by the host of the MLB gambling podcast. And like I said, the guy behind the guy behind the scenes. All right. Give it up for one. Noah Beanick. How you doing brother? What's going on Colby? Yeah, you don't lose. I went back and looked before today's episode. You've only lost one dog you've given out on the show so far this year. And I've only lost one lock. And if we're talking about the circa 11.7 college baseball contest, it's kind of like the NFL contest that circa runs where you're picking games each week. And it's basically like a leaderboard or a bankroll contest. Your boys tied for fifth 37 and 15. So we don't lose. We <laughs> don't lose. Look, I, I wait. I've only gotten one dog wrong one all year. Somebody wrong. knows nothing. All right. Somebody all knows. Double the price, but no one touches Dundee. No, double the price, but nobody touches. Oh, pick Dundee! Shout out to the chat. We got J Mark in the chat from the old-fashioned football podcast. Hey, 
That's a great podcast. Go listen to that. That thing is fantastic. And he asked, are either of us planning to go to Omaha? Noah, is there a chance you will be in Omaha catching some, uh, some, some of this great postseason that we have with college baseball? You know, if I do make it out there, it would probably be just for the first half of it. Um, I mentioned it last week on the podcast. There's a 50th wedding anniversary that my family has planned right during the championship series. So I would have to dip early if I do go. However, if East Carolina makes it into the tournament again this year and they're hosting a regional, you said that you want to be in Greenville. I want to be in Greenville too. I might go there instead. (laughs) My problem is this, is that I am headed to uh, South America check out some uh, local baseball talent that perhaps might be playing in college right. baseball one day. Um, You're scouting like for that. Cliff Godwin down there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm down there. I might pull a Hunter S Thompson. I don't know, but uh, anyway, yeah. I mean, I don't know that I'll be there because of that uh, J Mark, but uh, you know, I'll be watching and, and I'll be honest if I'm going to make a trip to green, I don't know, man, because the jungle is so great. I feel like this team is really good. I watched the uh, the game against the Charlotte 49ers. I know we're in the AAC. And you don't have as many good teams. I know the the whole reputation. I am mid major, but look, AAC's got some decent baseball, and we're doing the damn thing. Let's yeah. go, Pirates! You, you guys have a cakewalk to finish the season. I don't know if you saw the article that I put out. Uh, oh, today I, did. On, I did on the college baseball futures. You're probably not happy with the move that I pulled in that. In that well, piece. yeah, you know. <laughs> some, some true, some true assholes out there. I mean, look, you should check that out. Get the SGPN app. It's free to download in the app store and Google play store folks. We're not trying to take any of your money, um, but uh, you can check out all of our articles, whether it's whatever the sport is, man. But Noah just did a great write up of college baseball. Shout out to o- o- OSU uh, Beavs AZ. Can you guys get to the pac 12 first tonight before we fold up? <laughs> That's funny. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, shout out to look, we love Oregon state, man. I love Corvallis. They're one of my, it's funny for the college football show. They asked me, uh, you know, some of my co-hosts on that show were saying, can you list your 10 favorite schools? And we're going to make a graphic about that. I actually think Oregon, Oregon state's one of my top 10 favorites, man. I, there's something about them. Like they never get the love. Uh, they're kind of like, so I know sec fans will probably be listening to this because their college baseball is so great and college football. Um, but, uh, you know, I compare like Corvallis. What's the closest thing to Corvallis in the sec, like Starkville, maybe that's, that's my, my first thought, but I could be wrong there. It's it's probably Starkville. Yeah. So, uh, you know, there's just something of uh, Ole Miss fans will hate me for this take, but there's something that I like about Corvallis. Oregon state's my speaking I, I just, of Starkville. We talked about it on this episode, on this podcast last week, we called that they yes. were the 13th and 14th ranked team in the conference. They were both just not as good as they normally are. Yes. And they broke all time attendance records on campus for a baseball that, game. Last hey, week. that's why Hey, shout out to all those fans. That's why I look, I mean, look, there's the stereotype of like the sec. It means more. What I mean, they show out, and I appreciate that as a guy that loves college athletics. Now, look, there's a lot of other great environments out there that I think don't get the attention that they deserve. But the SEC, you know, they they show out even when their teams are doing shitty, and, and credit to them, credit to them. All right, yeah, look, that attendance was higher than three MLB franchise average attendances so far this year. 
And Mississippi State's average attendance is around 11,000, which is higher than two MLB franchises average this year so far. So, well, dude, I mean, yeah. look, we have, I watch a lot of MLB here at the studio, and I want my Oakland A's to stay in Oakland. Oh, I think, rest I think in peace. it's fucking terrible to me. I want to see the Oakland A's in Oakland. Yeah, I, for sure. I, like, they're a classic franchise to me. I grew up kind of rooting for the A's. So, yeah. uh, you know, it sucks to me to have that news and fuck their ownership. But I was going to say, I know that their, their fans are mad, but I actually think their fans are in the right. Whereas yeah. when I, when I watch like a Marlins game and no one's there, like we, I could drive Rays. this Tampa Bay Rays yeah. is way worse. Yeah. Their team yeah. is so good and they don't show up. Well, dude, I feel like I could go to a seven 11 and there'll be more people in the seven 11 than, than when I see a fucking home run hitting those stadiums. It's absolutely pathetic, but yeah, that's why college baseball, just like with college dude, just like with college football too. I know the NFL will pack stadiums or the NBA will pack stadiums, but it's like corporate money. All right. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm part of this business. They gave me the tickets, right? Yeah. Where it's like, no college football, college basketball, they're showing up because they care. And that's why college athletics, in my opinion, are the greatest, but look, uh, before I get to us talking about all this great action this weekend, I want to tell you that the college baseball experience is brought to you by underdog fantasy. Yes. The NHL and NBA playoffs are here. And what better way to get down on some, uh, player prop parlays and over at underdog fantasy besides, uh, the daily NHL and MLB and NBA games. They've also got you covered for NFL best ball drafts with a guaranteed half million dollars in prizes. They also have like USFL XFL action. Uh, so head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN for hundred percent deposit bonus up to a hundred dollars. That's underdogfantasy.com promo code S G P N. All right. Shout out to the people in the chat, rocking along supporting college baseball. Um, let's get to it, right? Let's just jump right in. I feel like, uh, you know, we love Colby has att- attempted to attend college football games in the Rose bowl before. Yeah. Fuck the Rose bowl too. No, I'm joking. I love the Rose bowl as a classic stadium. I mean, I can go on a tangent here and talk about college football stadiums for five hours, but UCLA fans and the security at the Rose bowl, not impressed. All right. Not impressed. I could go down a <laughs> rabbit hole of me getting kicked out of there um, for cheering too loud. That's what happens. That's what happens in Los Angeles. You know, that's what happened. LA is a weird city because I feel like they support the Dodgers really well. Even when they suck, they do show up pretty well when they like the Laker fans. I actually think are terrible. Like, I don't think like the Lakers have a good fan base because they're kind of fickle. It's like an Instagram party. The Dodgers actually like kind of, they kind of like, in my opinion, like they're better than a lot of East coast cities. So we got the sports gambling podcast saying, can you focus on Lehigh college baseball? No. What do you make of uh Lehigh college baseball in the old Patriot league there. I don't know. I haven't had my (laughs) eyes on them much at all this year. Patriot league baseball is on the docket for today. It's the last series that we're going to talk about. Well, look, I mean, they're 18 and 20 currently stacking the money. He wants to know about this. All right. But they are currently on a five game win streak. So watch out for the mountain Hawks. As we got uh, some college baseball fans in there, check it out. Uh, you know, look, Lehigh, pre- prestigious program, one of the oldest college football institutions. Love Patriot League baseball talk. As uh, Lehigh, you know, they got some big games on or, the schedule. They got the Navy Midshipmen coming up. <laughs> the Navy for what Midshipmen. It's worth, yeah, they have the number one batting average in the conference. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> there you go. Look, and in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, this Saturday, if you got ESPN Plus, you can watch the Navy Midshipmen take on 
take on the mountain Hawks of Lehigh. Look, support our country. Come on. Navy, you gotta love Navy. Shout out to the MLB gambling podcast. Also in the chat, talking Lehigh baseball. Let's go. Um, all right, let's, let's jump into it though, because I know that we like to talk college athletics, Noah, and you reside in the, the, the great state of Michigan. All right. Well, uh, we got a, we got a little rivalry game to start things off. All right. No, I'm not talking about the tigers. All right. Shout out to uh, Kirk Gibson though. I was just a fan, but uh, Michigan state at Michigan. Hey, he went to Michigan state. That's right. He did. I knew that. I knew that <laughs> um, there's a Benedict in this series. Spartans head coach, Jake boss. He was on the Wolverines coaching staff from 2004 to 2007. And then he went to the dark side yeah, oh, right, and he goes to side. Michigan state. <laughs> Oh man. And how about this on opening day, Michigan state defeated Michigan 15 to eight. This one's in Ann Arbor. You going to this by chance, buddy? No, I'm not actually. I'm, I'm busy this weekend. I'm helping uh, move a lot of my grandpa's like furniture and shit from the, uh, the third floor to the middle floor at our family cabin on the lake this weekend, but you know, this is going to be a fun series. I'll have my eye on it throughout the whole weekend. Um, I played against a couple of guys, like I mentioned last week when we were talking about central Michigan, John Malcolm, he's from Detroit country day, which is a high school in the local area where famously Chris Weber from the fab five came out of. And also Colby, you'll love this. Robin Williams attended DCD. Wait, uh, the comic. Yeah. The- Thought he was from yeah. the Bay Area. What happened there? No, he's from like Chicago, and then he moved to really? Detroit. Really? Yeah. So Robin so Williams. Yeah, he, he attended DCD, and then also on the Michigan side, Brandon Mann uh, was on that Detroit Country Day team that I faced. He was a freshman flamethrower compared to my area for baseball, um, and one of Michigan's better players, Tito Flores. He was on Detroit Brother Rice. I played them as well. And lastly, you'll like this as well. A cool TC moment. Joey Velazquez, uh, he's a linebacker for the football team. He has two Big Ten titles for football and one uh, tournament title for Michigan baseball. Uh, we saw last week uh, John Rice Plumley play seven innings for UCF baseball oh, and get yes. a car ride over for the spring game. That was fantastic. That was awesome. fantastic, man. Look, and I, I, as, you know, I hope you see you fucks them up, but I'm saying that was fantastic <laughs> to see. They already he, did fuck them up. Yeah, this year. I know. I know, but we're going to play them again in the AAC tournament, but, okay. um, uh, and Robin Williams, Hey, shout out to him. The original, he was playing, man. He was playing a woman back in the day. He was way ahead of his time. All right. So <laughs> shout out to Robin Williams, uh, ra- sh- stack of the money green, big Robin Williams, big Lehigh baseball fan. I'm if you guys sure did not know was. that, uh, gigantic, <laughs> he had season tickets. Um, <laughs> All right, look. So um, the Wolverines, I, they're they're six and three on ace days so far this year, and our ace is in a huge bounce back spot uh, after his worst start in his career last Friday against Rutgers. Connor O'Halloran for Michigan is six and two on the year with a two forty two ERA, seventy one strikeouts, fourteen walks, and sixty three point one innings pitched. Michigan State is seven and two on ace days. First game of the weekend be- behind Joseph Severa. Who is four? Who has a 440 ERA, 38 strikeouts, 13 walks, and 47 innings pitched? I'm going with my boys in blue here. If there was any doubt on opening day when State beat us, it was our second game of a doubleheader, and O'Halloran didn't pitch, and we went up against their ace. So 
I'm locking up the Wolverines in this Dude, first game of the all day. day, especially We're knowing this party party. <laughs> this is a classic situational spot, folks. All right, uh, you see this all the time with any good rivalry, especially when you can get them twice in the same season. You know what I mean? Like, un- un- unfortunately, football you only get most of the time you only get it once, unless they were somehow in the future to meet in the you know when they get rid of divisions. But there, this is this is a this is a guaranteed lock. Michigan is going to win this. They lost to Michigan State early in the season. They've had to think about that all season long. Yeah, I am all over the Wolverines. And uh, and Michigan State's been a fun story all year long. They've overachieved expectations, but Michigan is just going to knock them right back down this weekend. I think. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, Next up, let's talk a little SoCon. Honestly, one of my favorite conferences. It doesn't matter whether it's college football in the FCS, which I host that college football experience, whether it's college hoops, you know, I love the SoCon or whether it's college baseball. All right. Uh, first place, Samford enters the series one game ahead of Wofford, the Terriers uh, seven hitters for Wofford have a, a batting average of 300 or better, including the conference leader in home runs, uh, Ryan Galani. And uh, he's got 11. Wow. Okay. Then this is, you know, I feel like this is a little bit of a rivalry too, man. Uh, Samford, Wofford, going at Bulldogs, it. Terriers. Yeah, <laughs> battle of the dogs. Um, look, well, Samford's in first place. This is at Wofford. Do I smell a live dog? Give me the Terriers. Give me the Terriers and Ryan Galani. What are you doing here, buddy? Yeah, Wofford is a nice home dog in this spot. As the Terriers, they lead the conference in both batting average and team ERA. So that's a great recipe for success on offense and defense. Sanford are there six and three on ace days. Terriers, they're also six and three. The Bulldogs have confirmed that Jacob Cravey will start. He's five and one on the year with a 371 ERA, 69 strikeouts, 25 walks in 53.1 innings pitched. Wofford, they have not confirmed a starter yet, but Matthew Marshall or Colson Buchanan will get the start. And both of them have been great so far this year uh, at a plus price. I assume that will open up. We have prices today on many of these games. These first two did not so far, um, but I expect Wofford would be the dog and definitely feel the bet from me tomorrow. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Man. It's a juicy dog. It's a little rival reaction in the SoCon. I'm all over this. I'm all over this. And how about Dallas Baptist last week, by the way, buddy? Yeah. Double how, about, lock. how about that? Cash that thing in. We we both went two and zero on the lock and dog last week. I mentioned the season long records on your dogs and my locks, but we both went two and zero last week. Yeah, Arkansas, Tennessee. That was a, that was a good watch as well. Uh, all right, folks. Well, look before we get to the next series, I want to tell you that uh, the college baseball experience on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by us in a way, our own SGPN merch store. Yes. In honor of the NBA playoffs from now until the end of April, you can get 10% off anything in the SGPN merch store when you use the promo code SGPNBA. Head over to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Use that promo code SGPNBA to get 10% off everything. Look, they got a lot of great stuff in there. We got, okay, Mike Leach. Look, maybe some Hale State fans are in here, or maybe just people that like college football. Mike Leach was a longtime friend of uh, us on the Sports Gambling Podcast and the college experience, and uh, he passed away, unfortunately. But we have, you know, we have some great T-shirts honoring uh, our friend. Uh, yeah, I Coach saw that Leach. new one. Yeah, that swing awesome. your sword T-shirts, man. So that this this discount applies for all of that stuff. So ten percent off once again. SGP 
NBA uh, doesn't have to be an NBA shirt essentially or whatever. We even got, we even got puzzles in there. So you got everything hop on over there. All right. Check it out. And remember as always folks to let it ride. All right. Back to this weekend's college baseball. Oh man, this is uh we're going to the Atlantic coast conference. It's easy to see a tide turn where the number 20 Boston college Eagles very golden Eagles plus one thirty five on the money line head to chapel Hill, North Carolina. I've been to this baseball stadium. Noah old Walt Weiss used to play for the, for the North Carolina tar heels. Uh, UNC is laying one sixty five. and now look, North Carolina is five and three on the first game of the weekends. Uh, whereas Boston college is just three and six. Can the tar heels can the tar heels win their fourth game one in ACC play? Look, I'm an ECU guy. I know this is disgusting. I I, I think I got to take North Carolina here. I can't take but BC has been terrible. Just like I said, three and six coming down there. I know the Carolina, the wine and cheese crowd down there in Chapel Hill. They probably will come out and support some baseball. Um, man, it, I, I see an opportunity because I think it's going to be a game. BC plus one thirty five is appealing, but I think I got to go Tar Heels. What are you doing in this matchup, buddy? Yeah, I think you're in the right headspace here. I think after a very hot start, Boston College might be crashing back down to earth here. They have had back-to-back series losses. They got swept in Louisville, and then they lost the home series to Duke. Um, Like you mentioned, BC's starting pitcher, like their second starting pitcher, Chris Flynn, is better than their Friday night guy, Henry Leak, who's 3-3 and with a 540 ERA, 40 strikeouts, 12 walks, and 36.2 innings pitched. I think this Tar Heels lineup, will feast and their ace Max Carlson. He'll do just enough for UNC to, you know, win this game comfortably, I think. So minus one sixty five's not a bad price, I don't think, on that UNC money line. There we go. Gotta ride with the Tar Heels. I know it's disgusting, but you just gotta sometimes listen to your wallet. All right, listen to your bank account. Uh okay, this next matchup. You know, stacking the money green was in the chat talking Lehigh baseball. And shout out to the Mountain Hawks, wishing them the best. But it's a team that won two or three against Lehigh to start the season. And Bethune Cookman, yes, Reggie Theus, the former uh, NBA player, NBA great from UNLV, uh, is the athletic director there in uh, in Florida. There in Bethune Cookman, uh, Bethune Cookman's at Alabama State, taking on the Hornets. And like I mentioned, Bethune Cookman won two or three to start off the season against Lehigh. They're twenty and fifteen overall. And now they head down to Alabama to take on Alabama State. Now Alabama State leads the conference in both batting average at uh, 318 and ERA at uh, f- you know almost I mean f- 488 essentially. Uh, will the uh, will the Hornets be able to hold serve in a battle between the top two teams in the SWAC? We love we don't discriminate against these conferences. We love mid major baseball, basketball, and football here at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network and the College Experience. So. I see an opportunity here for a little, a little upset. Do you? I'm going Bethune Cookman. I think Bethune Cookman can hang with them. What about you, buddy? No, I'm gonna go the other way. Really? Why? Why is that? Sorry, my Wi-Fi is in my my lap. My Wi-Fi is lagging, so I'm, I'm getting you on like a two second delay. But well, yeah, oh. I'll, I'll go the other way. Um, not only what's up. I was going to say, hear me out here. Cause look, they played back in, in mid March, Bethune Cookman won two or three. Now that was in Daytona beach, but 
they were all kind of games. I feel like so. I mean, there were some close games. I think Bethune can get them. But anyway, make your case for why you're going with the Hornets. Not only does Alabama State lead the SWAC and average anti ERA, but they also lead the com- conference in hits, home runs, RBIs, slugging percentage, pitching strikeouts, and they have the second best fielding percentage, only behind Bethune Cookman. I think the bats will be hot throughout the series. Overs wouldn't be a bad look if you can find uh, them, but I'm just not sure that the Wildcats uh, have enough firepower offensively to keep up with the Hornets. I like Alabama State here on Friday, and I picked them to win the series in the uh, circa 11.7 contest. Do you know Bethune Cookman's won 10 of 11 in the SWAC? Yeah. Let's go. They're rolling. We got a little battle going on. Let's it's go. First, teams in first and second in the conference. They're both coming in hot. Let's go, man. I mean, look, I, you, you, so you feel really strong about this. You're playing this in the Circa Challenge. Shout out to Circa and Derek yeah, Stevens, I mean, also. Yeah. You you have to pick all six of them. So, yeah, I, I guess I feel all right about it, to say the least. Mm, mm, mm. All right. Well, look, let's move along because we are going to. We're going to clash there a little bit. I think my Wildcats might be able to, to pull off the upset there on the road as they're red hot and swack play. Let's talk a little uh, in state battle. You know me, I love rivalry games, and this one's certainly a rivalry game where number four Vanderbilt heads there at minus 155, by the way, uh, heading to Knoxville to take on uh, the Tennessee Volunteers, who are plus 125 on the money line. Tennessee has lost four games in a row. Remember that magical season the Vols were having a season ago? It's been tough sliding in 2023. Uh, they were swept in Fayetteville and uh, they lost a midweek game against Tennessee Tech. <laughs> you got. You got the Golden Eagles pulling the upset there. Oh man, the Vols are just are well. They are twenty one and four though at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. Uh, rivals coming to town. Sometimes that's what you need—a little kickstart. You know what I mean? A little jump start. Got to find a reason to get up and an opportunity to knock off a top five team. I know Vandy. You look at Vandy and say, well, I mean, they're twenty nine and eight. They've uh, they've scored wins. I mean, they beat Oklahoma State. I remember early in the year when that was in Arlington. They also uh, they they took two or three against UCLA. They've had some success. Uh, I I mean, I like a live dog though, and I love their Ric Flair big dick energy that they've had in <laughs> Knoxville. So you know, if you remember that from a season ago when they're hitting those dingers, they got that mink fur coat they're putting on. Give me. Give me the give me the Vols, a little upset special. Am I crazy? Uh, I'm going. I'm on Vanderbilt here. Uh, I'm. We have a little bit of a differing opinion again on this game, which isn't a bad thing. I said it last week. The Vols team last year did a lot of shit talk that you know this year's team can't back up. Last year there was controversy and accusations of corked bats in this series, and I'm sure a veteran Commodores team remembers that. And this week. They get their ace back from injury, Carter Holton. I think Vandy is going to just kick Tennessee while they're already down. Holton is 4-0 on the year and eight starts. He's got a 3.46 ERA, 46 strikeouts, 16 walks, and 39 innings. Holton's good through Lindsay. Like we mentioned last week, that was his first start in like SEC play ever uh, at Arkansas. Now he's getting his first home start in SEC conference play. Lindsay's 0-2 on the year with 25.1 25.1 innings pitched. Uh, he has 31 strikeouts, eight walks with a 176 opponents batting average. So that's pretty damn good. But 
I I think Vanderbilt comes out flying here. They rolled South Carolina last week in game two and game three. Ah, right. You sold series. me. You sold me. So I'm me. on Vandy. I got to be honest too. Like, I know this place will be lit, which oh, scares yeah, it me. It scares me a little bit. Vandy, I, Vandy, I consider them didn't like a blue blood. I I know we've gotten into arguments on here. And they, they might be a new blood if if you like yeah. that term. Give me that new blood. All right, Rambo They're part seven, new blood, baby. Let's go. Um, yeah. Okay, you swayed me. You swayed me there. I bet I'm Benedictine. Give me the Commodores in Knoxville. I don't know. I don't know. Let's see. Let's see. Next up, though. Um, That'll be a fun matchup though. I just like seeing the lit crowd. Let's talk a little Sunbelt fun belt action uh, as number 24 Southern miss. You know, I love watching talk about another great baseball crowd when they're in Hattiesburg, that place is always rocking, but this time they're on the road heading. So Southern miss plus plus one twenty uh, on the money line there uh, heading up to Conway, South Carolina, take on the mullets, the number 10 team in the nation, the shot declares of coastal Carolina who are minus one fifty. Look, coastal sits atop the sunbelt at 11 and four, one game, just one game in front of, uh, of Southern miss who's 10 and five. It's a strength on strength matchup people. And the Chanticleers hitting versus the golden Eagles pitching. You know what I'm doing? I'm riding this dog. I didn't go with the Tennessee dog. I'm going golden Eagles here. And I know I got family or, you know, my my parents live not far from coastal Carolina, but I think the golden Eagles are going to be a live dog. Give me some of that plus plus one twenty action. Noah. am I a fool again on this one? No, I don't think you're a fool at all. And you're going with my traditional strategy of good pitching beats, good hitting on any given day. I, in my firm belief, but I think home field advantage is huge in this series. Therefore, I think most of these game scripts are going to go towards the offensive side. So uh, the shots, they have the number one scoring offense in the Sun Belt, and the Golden Eagles are just 11th. They're fourth to last in the Sun Belt. So I think Coastal Carolina takes the series, but on Friday night, we're talking about, they'll have their hands full as the ultimate game breaker. Tanner Hall is getting the start for Southern Mist. Golden Eagles are 7 and 2 in the first game of the weekend, and Hall is a big reason for that as he has a 229 ERA, 51 strikeouts, 16 walks, and 55 innings pitch. Coastal will throw Matthew Potok, who's two and two in eight starts, 37 strikeouts, nine walks, and 33.1 innings. I think we get a good plus price here with Southern Miss plus 120. I'll take that on Friday. And then I'm going to go Coastal on Saturday and Sunday. And that's what I did on our, uh, in, in the contest for uh, Circa. So I took Coastal to win the series, but I have Southern Miss winning game one on Friday. Oh, yeah. Let's load up. Let's load up there, buddy. Um, all right, let's go back to the SEC, the Southeastern Conference, where we got a game two situation going on. The Florida Gators, Noah Phoenix, Florida Gators, laying uh, or minus one hundred five in Columbia, South Carolina, taking on number six, so a top ten matchup. South Carolina, this mi- game, minus one twenty five. What's up? This game just went final, like. 20 minutes ago, South Carolina ran them out of the building. 13, three in seven innings. It was a mercy rule. Look, and uh, this series between the top 10 teams is headlined by the players who, you know, aren't taking part in the action. South Carolina has been plagued with injuries all year, but most importantly, their second best hitter, Talmadge LaCroix, uh, Noah Hall, also one of their top starting pitchers out this weekend due to injury, but Hey, I mean, they just dominated, but look at the same time, 
Uh, Florida's missing their closer, Brandon Neely, because he screamed at Georgia's dugout last week and got ejected. What the fuck is that? I scream at you. Uh, he's suspended for the next four games. Pathetic. Pathetic, in my opinion. Everyone <laughs> deserves to be fired in the NCAA. Uh, what? Because he screamed at them? Uh, what was, the fuck is wrong with us? As a he screamed. It oh, was he so screamed, terrible. God forbid. What's it that? created one of it created one of the more funnier moments we've seen so far this year. Jack Caglione, uh, the nation's leading home run hitter, the very next half inning blasts. Uh, it was either a three run shot or maybe even a grand slam, and he's walking across home plate with like his his arms down at his sides, like completely like toy soldier like. By the umpire, it was hilarious. <laughs> unbelievable, unbelievable. What's going on in the world? Uh, so you like this as a po- possible bounce back spot with the Florida Gators? You know what I say? Uh, uh-uh, buddy, I'm sorry. I know you're a Gator at heart. Besides, how Michigan. did you know I was coming with Florida? <laughs> yeah, dude, South Carolina at home. They're top ten for a reason, buddy. You go into Columbia, their fans show up. All right, they might have some injuries, but look. Next man up mentality. Gamecocks minus one twenty five. Get it done in game two against the Gators. What are you doing here, Noah? Yeah, and also to the injury conversation. It's not important to this weekend, but uh, Kevin O'Sullivan, uh, the head coach of Florida, also confirmed that Pierce Capola is going to miss the rest of the season. He's one of their top starting pitchers, uh, and he's out due to shoulder injury. So yeah, he's done for the year. So just a big emotional blow. So maybe that affected Florida. Here in game one on Thursday, Florida is eight and one in game twos on the weekend, South Carolina, just six and three so far this year. Um, you know, these uh, two schools, they've treated me very well throughout the year. So I, I would not be surprised if South Carolina does take this series pretty handily, but starting for the Gamecocks is freshman, Jack Mahoney. He's two and one with a three forty-nine ERA, 49 strikeouts, 12 walks and 38.2 innings pitched. Hurston Waldrop is going to get, uh, take the bump for the Gators. He's five and one on the year with a 4.15 ERA, 83 strikeouts, 27 walks, and 52 innings pitched. The Cox, like I mentioned, they've treated me throughout the year so far very well. But I'm not making that midnight call here uh, to South Carolina because I love my Gators more. I think they win here on Friday and they take the series on Saturday. Hopefully, because that's one. That's one of the ones I played. Uh, that one might be the loss this week. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, we'll see about that, buddy. We will see. Uh, let's jump. Let's jump over to uh, what I mean. What I think will be an interesting game because the last time these teams played, this team won the opening game. Uh, they lost the series, but they won the opening game. This is game one. Louisiana Tech, the Bulldogs are plus one forty-five, but they're at Dallas Baptist here, who we rode last week to victory lane. Um, Dallas Baptist minus one eighty. Now look. Like I said earlier this year, earlier this year, Dallas Baptist took two or three from uh, La Tech in Ruston, and now La Tech's got to go to Dallas to take on the Patriots, who are currently on an eleven-game win streak, folks. But let me build up the drama a little bit because it was Game One. It was Game One last time on May. Oh, no, I'm sorry, on March 31st, that La Tech won five to two in Ruston at J.C. Love Field. Um, so the Love Shack. You gotta love the love shack. All right. Uh, but now they're away from the love shack. They're heading, uh, they're heading to, you know, Dallas to take on D DB revenge, buddy. I, I look, I would love to take a lot of take. It ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen. Just Dallas Baptist team is red fucking hot. Now I will say this lot tech 
has won four straight as well. Now, one of those was the uh, the big time matchup against Southern Miss. The other three were Florida International taken on the airport. That's not saying too much, but the win against Southern Miss certainly in pressure. But that's how that's why it's a letdown spot. That's why it's a letdown spot. I'm on Dallas Baptist. What are you doing here? Yeah. First off, I'll tease the article. If you're thirsty for some college baseball futures, we just published an article of mine on Thursday listing my five current favorite college World Series plays. Dallas Baptist was one of those teams. Uh, their pitching staff, they rank in the top 25 in four major categories strikeouts per nine, team ERA, hits allowed per nine innings, and shutouts. We're getting a huge pitchers duel on Friday here. Like Colby mentioned, Louisiana Tech won game one the first time they met. Uh, Louisiana Tech's pitcher is uh, for that game one last time and here as well. It was Jonathan Fincher. He's no slouch in his own right. Probably not the year he's wanted to have, but it's still pretty damn good. He's six and two with a 390 ERA, 58 strikeouts, 11 walks, and 55.1 innings pitched. On the bump for DBU will be Ryan Johnson, who's four and two with a 286 ERA, 71 strikeouts, 11 walks, and 50.1 innings pitched. If there was any question about it, I like the under in this game. If that total ever drops and we just saw the money lines on this game. What was the price on Louisiana tech again? Plus 45 is not bad with Fincher on the mound. And like you mentioned, they won game one. Like this is, this is where they line up in their starting rotations that the bulldogs actually beat the pats. I don't think that's a bad look. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm telling you, I think you gotta go DB here. You just gotta go DB. Uh, let's, I mean, man, these, this is a great weekend for rivalry games because you look at what I see out there is this next matchup looks to be a lot of fun as well. Let's talk a little bit about this one as we got the red river shootout on the diamond, uh, Oklahoma plus one fifty five, heading to Austin, Texas to take on number 14, the Texas longhorns at minus one ninety. Now here's the thing. Oklahoma had a great year last year, right? Remember, remember the Sooners they had a pretty good year. Texas was, you know, they got lucky to get past ECU. Let's just put it like that. Um, and this was a, a rematch of last year's Big Twelve tournament championship, and this is their final season in the Big Twelve. So uh, it's be interesting to see. Uh, is even, it, or they have one more. Wait, they have one more baseball. Yeah, they. I'm sorry, they have one more baseball season. I'm thinking football. Um, even though uh, Oklahoma hasn't had the best uh, year, you know, obviously after the runner up college world series appearance, they always give Texas a good fight because you know, this game, just a lot of animosity in their last 19 meetings, Texas is just 11 and eight and Roger Clemens ain't walking through that door, baby. Um, I mean, here's the first thing that jumps out to me. It's a great value for a rivalry game. And you know, I hate Texas. So I always love to fade Texas. And, you know, I, I see Oklahoma 19 and 19, they, they, you know, they're five and eight away, but if I may, um, they did beat, by the way, they did beat Mississippi state earlier in the year. I mean, I know Mississippi state's down, but you know, they also won a series against TCU plus the close one, the Dallas Baptist. So they've been playing. Uh, I think they're a little bit better than probably what their record indicates. If I had to, if I may say so myself. I love them as a juicy dog for game one for game one here. Let's fucking go. Give me the Sooners in this heated rivalry. What are you doing here? Noah? I mean, the big 12 has just been chaotic this whole year. It, just like the football season, it's 
pretty much emulating it in the baseball season right now. Oklahoma State lost two or three at home to West Virginia over the last weekend. It's just nothing here makes sense. And if you try to make sense of it, it really just has not worked out for you this year. So if you're going to take what I take, what I say, uh, take it with a grain of salt, because I'm going to try to handicap this thing. And the only handicap here is Lucas Gordon's on the mound for Texas. He's the best pitcher in the big 12. He's four and in the year with a 192 ERA, 58 strikeouts, 20 walks and 51.2 innings pitched when he's on the mound. I'm not wanting to fade Texas. So I understand why that price seems enticing. I'm not going to take the bait though. Oh man. Oh man. All right. All right. A little contrast in styles. Let's go. Uh, look next up. Let's talk about this one. Cause I'm fascinated by this matchup shout out. And, and we'll get back to, uh, obviously we were talking about the beavers of Oregon state earlier in the chat and uh, Oregon state. Uh, I feel like our friend will, we have a friend shout out. Shout out well, a listener. yeah, a listener. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna plug his name right now, but he is a diehard Oregon state fan. Uh, when it comes to football, basketball, baseball, and uh, he is in the, he's currently uh, learning to be a cop in the police yeah, department. He's, he's in training or yeah. something. And uh, <laughs> unfortunately he, one of his first jobs from what I hear is that he had to uh, break up a uh, little party <laughs> by the baseball team, a little party by his Ranger. favorite baseball b- ball team. I mean, uh, he couldn't. He couldn't let him rage after they swept the top twenty-five team. Like right, right just, now, right now, I think the Oregon State baseball team might be thinking of him like. And you are nothing but a chameleon, lemon-headed, coward, terrorist pussy. And I'm after you, buddy. You're gonna pay for it. Good night. They might be thinking of him like that. That's got that. Talk about talk about that. You know. That's always terrible. It's like when yeah. you meet, dude. Uh, like I bartended when I first moved to Los Angeles, bartended a lot, and uh, you meet certain celebrities that you would think would be cool. Yeah, I bartended at like a really rich place in Beverly Hills. Oh man, it's it. It is true. Like never meet your. I don't even want to say heroes. It's not like I was sitting there saying, "Ah, oh, this guy's the great," you know. But he seems so cool on TV, and then you meet him, and they're a complete piece of shit. Um, but you know, it's terrible. So maybe he's experiencing that, but the beeves, our listener though, he did say that if he was not on training, the next time he was called to their place, he might end up joining them. <laughs> so if we're one of a few college baseball <laughs> shows out there, if any of their players are listening, you know, he didn't do it because he's a bad guy. He's a good yeah. guy with a good heart. He wants to join you next time. I mean, he just couldn't do that with his boss right next to him, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like if you're working at the Home Depot and your boys come in and decide, you know, hey, they're going to walk out of here with the fucking forklift. You got to be like, dude, you're putting me in a spot. I got to do what I got to do. You know what I mean? So can't blame him. Can't blame him too much. Um, can we talk about this matchup though? So Oregon State heads to Tempe, take on Arizona State. This is an interesting spot here. And, and I. I <laughs> I got to mention that Oregon state's red hot right now. They've won seven straight and Arizona, you know, just took on Arizona state, man, Arizona state went to Tucson and lost (laughs) 20 to nothing. Oh, oh, I mean, I mean, that's all you can call that really. That's trying to say Jesus Christ can't hit a curveball. I mean, It's a rivalry game and you're doing that. 
That is one they they're gonna have that the rest of their lives. I mean, twenty <laughs> to nothing. I think I heard a toilet flush. Now this is an opportunity for a bounce back spot against a red hot beef team. It can't get worse than twenty nothing. No. I would think. <laughs> Fuck, twenty to nothing. Um, but you know, as we alluded to in the chat, uh, and I see I see we're talking right now in the chat that uh, Bazana uh, uh, record five steals last game. Canadian McDowell legit. Uh, says OSU Beeves in AZ or no verse AZ. Okay, I got you. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he's right though, right? I mean, like I I can't take a team. I get it. It is a good bounce back spot to get Arizona State plus one thirty five, Oregon State's minus one sixty five. But Beeves are red hot, man. I trust the culture of this program. Uh, so I'm, I'm on the beeves minus minus one sixty five. Let's fucking go. What are you doing here? Noah? Yeah. I mean, we've mentioned it. I, I basically handicap all these games <clears throat> with the assumption that we're not going to get prices for this show. Um, now that we do have prices, there's just, I have, I don't know why Oregon state would be a minus one sixty five favorite on the road when they really have only started to put things together within the last two weeks, uh, Oregon state, they've won five of the last six series between these two programs, both the Beavers and Sun Devils have started the season seven and two in the first game of the weekend, Arizona state's going to start Ross Dunn. Who's four and two with a three sixty nine ERA, 58 strikeouts, 26 walks and 39 innings pitched Oregon state's going to start, uh, Trent sellers. Who's an NAIA transfer from Lewis and Clark state. Um, he has, a five and three record with a 371 ERA, 74 strikeouts, 19 walks, and 43.2 innings pitched. Oregon State has won their last four Pac 12 series. Like we said, they're rolling right now. I think they win this game, but I'm not going to lay that price. I'm all over Oregon State. Nice Beaver. Let's go. Let's go, Beavs. All right, let's hop on over to the next one. Rivalry week, man. This is a great weekend for this action. Who knew the Big Ten had decent baseball, right? <laughs> but you got some future decent baseball going on in the Big Ten. Because number twenty-four UCLA at minus one eighty-five, and look, US they're heading cross town, downtown LA, take on USC. USC's plus one fifty-five. I mean, USC was historically a great program, but they've hit some struggles lately. But USC will celebrate the twenty-fifth anniversary of the nineteen ninety-eight College World Series team. Uh, prior to the the 6 p.m. matchup against the uh, the Bruins here, and uh, football coach Lincoln Riley's going to throw out the first pitch of the game. A lot of pressure, Lincoln, former East Carolina guy. I got, Mike, friend of Mike Leach. You know, I'm all over USC as a live dog plus 155. If this was in Westwood, it'd be different. You're going to, to going cross town with this type of BDE in the air. I'm all over USC plus 155. You play to win the game, Noah. What are you doing here? You bring out the football coach, and that's Colby's like A1 handicap. Yeah, I well, love it. Whoa, 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 whoa. Also, Mike Leach started his career, friend of the program. <laughs> also, he was East Carolina's offensive coordinator for a few years where we dominated. All right, there's yeah. a lot of logic on my on my on my handicap here. And I know that these teams don't like each other. So when you yeah. go rivalry game, there's a reason why I took Oklahoma. There's a reason why, because I love these spots for the team. That's been much shittier throughout the year. They get up for these. This is their season. Give me USC. What are you doing? 
Yeah, and honestly, like USC's coming off a terrible week too, so it's a great bounce back. They got swept by Oregon State, but they were previously ranked in the top twenty-five prior to that. Um, and like you mentioned, they are pulling out all of the stops here in this first game. Uh, they're trying to bring as many fans out to the park as they can. Um, former Grand Canyon head coach Andy Stankiewicz has injected some much-needed life into this blue blood baseball program, and it has made this matchup that more much that much more fun. This year, uh, this weekend, the Trojans are 17 and four at home um, and 17 and five in their last 22 games. Tyler Stromsberg will start game one here for USC. He's four and two with a 463 ERA, 52 strikeouts, 17 walks in 56.1 innings. And Jake Brooks will start for UCLA. He owns a four and three record with a 450 ERA, 48 strikeouts, 11 walks in 48 innings pitched. I think that the Trojans have a fighting chance to win this ball game. I'll take USC with you. Let's go. Oh man. <laughs> what, what do we have that price? One plus one fifty five. Yeah. That, I love that. Get, I love get that. in on that. Get in on that right now, folks. That might, uh, move. That yeah. might by tomorrow. Get in on that right now. And then, oh man, final, the final series we're going to talk about today. And uh, I wish here, I'll play this music. American son of a bitch. Oh man, you're gonna end. The, I mean, look, I understand there's a lot of things going on this weekend. College baseball, you got some big time top ten matchups. You got MLB going. You got the NHL playoffs, the NBA playoffs, XFL. Oh boy, this was on USFL, a tee for Colby, wasn't it? <laughs> but you get to support this fine fucking country that gives us the freedom to do whatever the fuck to have a college baseball experience podcast. And you get a chance to see army at Navy. Fuck. Yeah. There's a Saturday doubleheader games at game ones at 9am. The black Knights have been on fire in the Patriot league, man. They're just a, they're just a kicking ass all, all year. And uh, look, they've represented the conference in the last four NCAA tournaments. This isn't a one year wonder. Black Knights are doing it. Army went two and zero against Navy in the doubleheader they hosted earlier this season. But Navy, the midshipmen, still clinging to a uh, look. I understand they're coming off a bad loss to Bucknell. Prior to that, though, they did look Lafayette, the rivals of Lehigh. They won that series, uh, and you know the midshipmen are twenty and eighteen. Not the year that they planned, but still a winning season at the moment. This is this is everything though. Let's be honest. This I understand they have Coppin State and Holy Cross, and they get you know uh, they get Lehigh, you know they got all these matchups, but this is the one that really means a lot going on in Annapolis. Man, I love the thought of taking Navy, but I kind of think Army is the real fucking deal, man. <laughs> like I'm looking at <laughs> Army, they just beat Holy Cross twenty two to twelve. They they beat Bucknell in seven innings, fifteen to nothing in the last series. They they swept stacking the money greens, Lehigh, Mountain Hawks. You know, they they swept Navy the, back when they played them in early April. Navy's gonna get one of these. I bet you they get one of these. I can't take them. Give me Army. What are you doing here? They've got three chances at home. Yeah, they're gonna yeah, get like- one. They're gonna get one. <laughs> 
like you mentioned, Army has been pretty damn dominant in this conference lately. And a big reason for that is their pitching staff is just on another level than everybody else is in the Patriot League. And that's so pivotal because when they only play seven innings in conference play, sometimes you just have one, maybe two dominant pitchers. They'll throw the whole first game, the whole second game, and you have your full bullpen for the third. Um, it just turns into absolute shove fests in the first and second game if your guy is able to do it. And so far for that the season, Tanner Gresham, Black Knight's ace, he's been the reason for that. He's four and one with uh in nine starts this season with a two fifty-five ERA. He's held opponents to a one eighty-two batting average. He has fifty-two strikeouts, nineteen walks through fifty-three innings. But the midshipmen, they have one horse of their own. They have one guy that can go out and do the same. Identical, like identical to Gresham. It's Nate Mitchell, who's six and two on the year with a 245 ERA, 43 strikeouts, nine walks, and 51.1 innings pitched. He is the dog. Like if if you're trying to get one from your rival, this is the guy you want to do it behind. And they're gonna get up for it. Neither of these aces pitched in the first two games that these offenses only combined to score eight total runs in two games. So definitely look for an under in this game. And Colby, I'm with your original look. I'm taking the home dog. Give me Navy to win game one. And I took Army to win the three-game series in that uh, circa 11.7 contest. I mean, I hear you. I, I think Army's going to win two of three. Yeah, I think it's going to be game two or game three that Navy gets. I'm going Army for game one. You all-American son of a bitch. <laughs> All right, folks. So that's our show. This is the college baseball experience. I am delighted. I cannot wait to watch these rivalry games this weekend. By the way, did we mention it? Army Navy Saturday? They have a doubleheader Saturday and they play on Sunday. They don't play yeah. Friday. I thought I, I said think that right ex- now. Did we? Uh, they are, they're expecting some weather. So they moved it back to Saturday, I believe. Uh, <laughs> at Max Bishop Stadium. What's not to like, folks? Folks, uh, subscribe to the College Baseball Experience. We're on Spotify, we're on iTunes, anywhere you listen to podcasts. So go out there, subscribe, give us a five star review. Come on, get on over there, help us out. We, you know that always helps. You know the sponsors like to see stuff like that. So if you can, uh, hop on over there. It takes a minute out of your day, folks. Please. Um, also, we're on YouTube, so subscribe on YouTube. YouTube.com/slash The College Experience. I also host the College Basketball Experience and College Football Experience. There's a College Basketball Experience episode. We're right just after about, this. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do it in 25 minutes here. So stick around and talk some college hoops as the off season heating up with the transfer portal, all the coaching differences, scheduling news, all out there now. Uh, well, not all out there, but starting to starting to develop. So we're gonna talk all about that. Uh, we talk college hoops year round on the college basketball experience podcast. So subscribe and college football year round. We're already deep into the preseason. So sec fans, big 12 fans, pac 12 fans, big 10 fans. We're all out there. Even SoCon, we got you covered. All right. Uh, so check out the college football experience. I also host the, uh, the XFL gambling podcast and the USFL gambling podcast. So spring football, check them out. And uh, Noah hosts the, the MLB, uh, the MLB gambling podcast. Check out that. Obviously we love all sports here on the sports gambling podcast network and uh, check out the sports gambling podcast. Just had a great episode. I don't, did you get a chance to uh, check out the episode earlier this morning, Noah? I'm going to, I, I actually like Jeremy Roenick. Do you guys ask him? Or were you on the, were you on I the show? I was not on that show, but Jeremy uh, Roenick, did they, did they ask him about horse racing coming up big uh, race? And I know they talked a lot of gambling. So check out that episode. 
uh, as, as obviously that is just a, a fantastic guest. I know they talked mm-hmm. about gambling with Charles Barkley and Michael Jordan. So uh, check out that episode. A lot of fun. Check out the sports gathering podcast, get the SGPN app in the app store and Google play store and come talk college baseball with us in the discord sports gambling podcast.com slash discord. We have a great community always yeah, talking about whatever last year during yeah. the tournament. Let's go. Let's go. So hop on over there folks until, uh, until what we will be back next week uh, as we got a busy, busy maybe, week, maybe a little bit earlier than Thursday night. There you go. Maybe a little bit early, earlier than Thursday night, but at the same time, we will be back, and I cannot wait to talk trash after I destroy one Noah Beanick. Did you did you have a lock and dog? Oh yeah, we should do that, right? How did yeah, I? How we, did I? How did we almost forget? Actually, that? no, dude. I locked up. I locked up Michigan. I think it's yeah, a great I, spot. I think it's a great <laughs> spot for Michigan. The dog that I feel best about would definitely be. I think it's USC to tell you the truth. At plus right. one fifty five. Yeah. yeah. I, I love the USC. Uh I'll make I, my I dog like Wofford. Remember, yeah. I like Wofford too. I'll make but, my yeah. dog Wofford because I like USC as well. So I'll go Wofford. And then Michigan was one of my favorite locks. And also I'll go with uh I'll go with Oregon State, I guess, as my lock. Ooh, there we go. Trying to, trying to I mean they're minus one sixty. I don't know if that's a great lock. Let's go Vanderbilt. We're going Vanderbilt. I think I think they come out and they kick Tennessee while they're down. I like it. So we're throwing in a, a, another lock. If we're throwing in another lock, give me Dallas Baptist to get it done, folks. Well, I, I took out Oregon State because it's like minus one sixty. And like oh, I got you. I got you. All right, uh, folks, subscribe to the College Baseball Experience. We will see you next week. Let it ride. <laughs> Selling's off so I can't be found I'm on a worldwide tour Touring every fucking curtain Damn, damn, damn They say the Lord watches over my sins Over my head, watching hair as it thins Over the ledge and ain't letting me in There's still regiments and relevance to letting me win Win, win, lose or draw You ain't prepared unless you are ready to lose it all Losing a brawl? Yeah, that's a ride of day Good friends know my Nina hideaway they came and went, but the riders stay. So it's like I won the lottery and can't be found until I resurface with the latest purchase. 33 and a third and 45 circles. You ain't got that shit. And I ain't 45 king. But on the beats, I've been doing my thing. I start the program and the doorbell ring. I gotta leave town to a place I can't be found. My celly's off, so I can't be found. I'm on a worldwide tour, touring every fucking curtain down. American dreams, lessons, and still they work. I guess the sand on the beach still was really dirt. Now I'm going home, flying over Rome at 30,000 feet. Like, damn, is that really Earth? I see the killers work on walls, familiar turf. Got a little schooling graph, 101 was first. Got a little schooling math, didn't really work. But put the numbers on the block and I make them hurt. Any block is my stomping ground when my people lay low so they can't be. They don't wanna be Ain't from the crew But I'm honorary Liquid Steady gang So it's that Psycho harmony Type of armory That's more than a shield Type of armory's DeLorean still Type of warrior's ill So true to my sound But dig deep So it can't be